BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And just like that, your favorite besties and tastemakers, Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone are back. Did you miss us? You know they did. Join us every Wednesday on your way to Sephora to hear our witty, ridiculous and irreverent musings on life, the universe, existence and of course what we currently ride for. You're going to absolutely live slash die for this podcast. You might even, dare we say, ride for it. my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Okay, guys, it's been a minute since I've had this guest on, and I figured it was about damn time to have back on my wife, Taylor Donahue. Hey, Rita. Hey. Hi, Tay. Hi, honey. Hi. Um, Rita. Yes. Don't call me Tay, Rita. Just freak you out. Call me Rita, Rita. Rita. <laughs> um, we have to tell the Rita story. I get so many DMs and questions about the Rita story. Okay. Like, literally, from... DMs to co-hosts to um, literal actual friends. I think it was on tour. Yeah, it was. Lo, who's the tour manager, um, she was like, what's with the Rita? Rita? And I just feel like the question gets asked enough that I think it's time we probably tell it officially on Taste of Taylor. We may have said it before. I forgot what the actual answer is for a long time. Oh, I know what it is. I forgot it for a long time. My sister asked me and I was like, I think it's just like Allie. I think it was like, because we were like, oh, mama, Sita, Sita, Rita, Rita. And then it, I, I don't know. But then I finally remembered oh, what the story. actual story is. Okay. So, and we, and how do we spell Rita? Because I actually feel like I vacillate between two different versions of Rita. The official spelling of Rita is R-E-E-T-A. <laughs> yeah, it is. Not Rita. Like but, Rita's water ice. But water ice. What, oh, God. Water the Philly is coming out. Murder, murder. <laughs> um, but, but R-I-T-A does work too. It, I mean, it could be Rita. No, but that's, it's that's Rita. R-I-T-A is Rita. Rita. Like how we, every single time we go to a restaurant, our waitress waitress's name is Rita. What are you talking about? It's, that's a fact. Every time we go to a on restaurant? On Mother's Day. And oh. then when we were on tour. Rita. Really? Swear to God. Oh, oh, and by the way, speaking of tour, we're going to definitely do a little tour recap. I yes. know I just did it last week with my mom, but like my mom was strap on specific. This will be more like what it's like to be on tour with me and Stassi and Bo and Lo yeah. because um, you actually kind of got to be a fly in the wall and you've done it before, but I feel like you probably pick up on things that we don't even notice yeah. in our group dynamics. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a little tour recap. Rita. Okay, let's do Rita. So okay. um, I have a really good family friend. I'm not going to get into too many specifics because I don't want it to go up. Well, I guess it has to. Fuck. Why? Because her name is Rita. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um, it rhymes with Rita. I, I'm gonna have to make something up. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. Pretend her name is Belita. <laughs> Belita. 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 Okay. 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 So my well, I have a family friend. Her name is Belita. Belita. And Belita used to <laughs> nanny for this little boy, okay? And so um, she would, he was adorable. I think at the time he was like three or four. Mm-hmm. And she would go over there and he was like adorable and sweet and wonderful. And she loved the parents that she worked for. But he had a bit of a foot fetish. And um, it would like slowly came out. Like, like he was just like always obsessed with everybody taking their shoes off and then like also taking their socks off. But like one day got to a, pe- a fever pitch of like true creepiness. So she goes to the house and he's like, oh, so sorry. Her name's Belita, but he called her Rita. Rita. Okay. okay. So he went, Rita, Rita, would you take off your shoes? And she's like, yes, because I'm in the house. And we always take off our shoes when we get in the house. So she takes her shoes off. And he's like watching intently. And then he's like, Rita, take off your socks. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not taking off my socks. She's like, Rita, it's so hot. Take your socks <laughs> off. And so she was like, well, okay, fine. So she took her socks off. And then she said he was like staring at her feet. And then he was like caressing her feet. Yeah. No, she took one sock off. Oh, one. Yeah. She took one sock and off. And then he was like, Rita. <laughs> take Take off off the the other socks and so it was like but he was like caressing her first barefoot and she was like like staring at it unpleasantly yeah and she was like honestly no i'm not gonna take off the other one and i'm gonna put on the other one he was like no 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 but take off the other one and then she was like johnny no and they kind of went back and forth and then finally he went like this rita how How about about yes and so we thought it was the funniest fucking shit ever and she actually (laughs) recorded him like saying all this shit Mm -hmm. so we were able to watch the video but when she sent us the video, she accidentally sent it to his mother. <laughs> and so she gets a text from the mom being like, hey, Belita, hey, um, you know, we really don't want to encourage this behavior. So if you could like, so she please- knows it's creepy. Oh, 100 percent. But like if you could maybe like not take your socks off and also not video him and not send it to whoever you're sending it to, <laughs> that would be like greatly appreciated. I mean, there's a world in which she was sending it to the mom to be like, ha ha. But the mom obviously already thinks it's creepy. I mean, well, I don't I, I don't have a ton of experience with kids, but you have a gajillion nieces and nephews like when they're behaving weird, like the parents know they're the first people to notice. Yeah. No? And you ignore you don't you don't say you don't take videos of them. Yeah. And encourage yeah. it and <laughs> yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. So we thought it was the fucking most hysterical thing ever. Ooh, a, how about you? And so we together when it would come to like anything like, uh, will you like unload the dishwasher and whatever? <laughs> and I'd like, say no. And yeah, <laughs> literally. And then I'd be like, Rita, how about yes? So Rita, how about yes, became what Rita, we would say to each other. Yeah. And then we dropped the how about yes. And then it just became Rita. So that's the origin story of Rita. Mm-hmm. So now spread it around. Rita. Rita. Do you, Rita? Yes. Do you think we're so annoying to be around <sighs> other people? Pay. That's what I'm thinking. So, okay. So we're going to talk about you on tour. But before we talk about you on tour, let's talk about us on tour. Okay. I have to be honest. And we haven't discussed this yet. And we haven't been in therapy. Was I annoying? Oh, my God. Your biggest fear on the face of the planet is being annoying. Yeah. Okay. You weren't annoying to like Saucy and Bo and Low. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew it. Tell me why you knew it. Because you like get in the zone. I think you like having me around so you're not alone. Yes. But then there'd be times when you're like focusing, doing your makeup, and I'd be asking you questions. <laughs> and I would just get like a glare or stare and I'd just immediately leave the room. And then like one time backstage... 
it was like getting a little too close to showtime. It was like 30 minutes out when I asked you a question and you were like, honey, I'm doing the set in my head. And I was like, I got to go. I got to go and never come back. (laughs) So it was only a couple little things. So here's the thing. It's really interesting because I always like Stassi and I were just talking about this the other night, like the end of the tour. We're talking about something and. You know, I, I, I like I come from every perspective with like a lot of self-awareness or at least I try and like a lot of empathy for people. And so I was like, you're like really a nice person. And I was like, I am. I know I am like a really nice person. And so in my mind, I'm always like, God, traveling with me must be like, what an what an honor and a privilege. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so here for everybody emotionally. And like, I never get grumpy. And I'm always just like sunshine and light and love. But having been with me on tour. Is my perception of myself accurate or do I get moody and bitchy? It, no, well, it depends. Honest. It depends. Okay. On tour, yes. Yes, what? You are sunshine, sunshine rainbows because Thank you. you're working. And I, and I, and said it this, is, and it's not your job to complain. No. It's your, your go with the flow, Tay. Okay. So here's the thing. And I've said this before, I'm sure, here. And I actually recently said it to uh, Stassi. We were talking about something because, you know, like, um, like little things will pop up. Like, um, I don't know, like somebody will get an upgrade or like on the flight or like the hotel room. And Saucy is very like keyed into me. Like, she's like, are you okay? Like when we just like got an upgrade and I'm like, yes, like I don't give a fuck. Like I, and I genuinely do not give a fuck, mm-hmm. but she's like, as, as my best friend, she's always concerned about like equality and making me feel like her and Bo. But like, I also see it as um, she's my boss on tour and I get him uh, and she pays me. I'm her employee. And so as we we're having this conversation, because th- there was an upgrade situation like at the hotel um, with a room and she was like, I'm so sorry that like the upgrade went that way. And like, I was like, I literally don't care. Like, I literally do not care. You have to believe and understand. I do not care. And she's like, okay, okay, yeah. you're the best. Thank you. But I said to her in the conversation, I said, babe, but like, I approached her like, you're my boss. You're my employee. And she was like, I am not your employer. And I was like, no, but like, and I'm not saying it like we're not friends. I'm saying it more as like a pat in the back to myself. Like, I like my ability to compartmentalize. I really do. So for years and years and years, I was the number one on the Wake Up With Taylor show, right? That mm-hmm. was my job. I was the morning show on Cosmo Radio and I'm top dog. I have a producer and I had a news girl. Um, and I said it like that because I didn't like her. And um, there's nothing wrong with news girls. I just didn't like this one in particular. But there was a pecking order and I was at the fucking tip of the tip of the top. And I remember working with so many different personalities and some people got their fucking shit. They were like, I'm a producer and this is my job is to help you. But I remember I had a producer this one time. Ugh, she drove me nuts. And she was like, I remember we like have like meetings about like the show and like new segments. Don't forget, this is a four hour talk show, just small commercial breaks. Like that's a lot of fucking content to fill. And so we would have these topic or like uh, whatever, like uh, content creation meetings where it's like, okay, what's a new segment? Like, what can we do? This, that, and the other. And this girl, would, I almost said this bitch, but I held myself back. But this girl, she would always pitch herself in every single meeting. So it's like, she should be coming in with like, we should do a segment with like you and Kenny. We should do a segment with like just you. We should do this with the callers. But lo and behold, every t- every fucking time she had a suggestion it was like I think I should host a segment about American Idol I think I should host a segment about dating because I'm the only single one in the room and it was like fine I'm here for you to pitch yourself every now and then but when you come to a meeting about my show and the only suggestions you have are for yourself I'm gonna be pissed so my passive aggressive bitchy um, punishment was 
not ever letting her on the air, which made her mad because when she got on the show, she was like, I thought like I was going to also be partially on air. And I'm like, at my discretion, Biznage. So we did not get along to mm-hmm. say the least because I was just like, that's not the energy. Now, I also worked with people, my co-host Kenny, and like he was a producer uh, for a while too. Kenny was my equal. And I remember we would have meetings and he'd be like, I'd be like, should I just like, we should just put both of our names in the show. And he was like, no, because it's very rare in radio to have a lead as a woman. This was back then when there was no podcasting. There was no call her daddy. Uh, it was like Howard Stern, all these, other, it was like bro shock jock vibes only. So to have a female lead was very unique. And he was like, it makes us stand out. And I can check my ego enough to be like, I don't need my name in the goddamn show to know my worth. So I always so appreciate it. And he would be like, I am your sidekick. I am not your co-host. We are not equals. I am beneath you. And I remember I auditioned with a guy. Um, his name was Demos. And I don't remember anything else about the name, but people who listen to Sirius might remember him. And he came for the audition. And he was being a total dick and he was like trying to fight me on the air. It was an audition. And at one point I was like, dude, you're a Cosmo radio, like dicks rule and girls rule, like shut the fuck up. And when we went to a like faux break, he fucking screamed at me and he was like, no one talks to me like that. And I was like, dude, Jesus Christ. But like, that was my thing with Kenny. Like he would always be like, say whatever you want to me. Like this is girl world. Like I remember Katy Perry came in one time. And she was like, what's this dick doing in the studio to Kenny? And I was like, don't talk to him like that. Well, yeah, I get to talk to him like <laughs> that. But like, so I guess what I'm saying is having been in the leadership role, like the, the, um, on the marquee, if you will, mm-hmm. I know I'm just like monologuing. It's <laughs> insane. I started being like, I'm so tired now. Forget it. Off and running. Mm-hmm. But I would just remember really appreciating the people that were like, supportive and confident enough to be like, we're all winning here. So I have perspective from playing that role. But then like when I became friends with Stassi, friends with Claudia, like well, that's the thing, like you're working with friends now. Exactly. Like, serious. Like Kenny was your friend. He was, he was like your family, yeah. but it's different when you're on the road versus in studio working with colleagues. But what I was going to say is I think one of the things that, cause you know, my jokes, I'm a professional social climber, blah, blah, yeah. blah, but I'm actually obviously fucking good at it. Cause people are my real fucking friends, you know? And even like Claudia and Sass would be like, you're not a social climber. You're like a great friend and a good person. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it's my shtick. But like, I mean, it's also, I mean, I'm obviously very good at it because even they don't know that I've social climbed them. So like, ta-da to me. But, um, but I definitely like, I feel like I definitely spent a lot of years in my world of radio being main character energy, But I think the thing that's kept me like having such good goddamn networking and being loved by my friends and people that I do also work with and a lot of them famous, hey, 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 is that I know when I don't have to have main character energy and I can motherfucking check my main character energy. You can beta? I can beta. And I remember um, I had somebody that I worked with that was very difficult. And my dad was like, it makes me so sad this person just doesn't fucking get on board because Johnny, no, because he said, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Because Ed McMahon was a star too. And this is like a very like boomer reference. But the Johnny Carson show was huge and major. But Ed McMahon was his sidekick. And Ed McMahon was fucking famous. Like if you're second to somebody huge, you're also going to catch a lot of that shine too. There's nothing wrong with being number two. So I learned how to be very from knowing how annoying it was to be number one and have annoying number twos. And then working with number ones. And I could see like, you know, like I would go on um, press junkets. Stassi would come on serious mm-hmm. then afterwards i would like just go to like interviews with her because it was fun and yeah. I, and like when you're walking into like an e-news people are like and taylor stregger's here it's all about her so i just like learned like like i used to always joke at fashion week because i she would get front row and sometimes i would get front row with her but other times i would have to sit behind her like an assistant and 
I call myself the professional coat hanger at Fashion Week. Like I literally was a human coat hanger because I elected to be. I just I take I take not taking myself very seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah. So with that being said, like when we started tour, the very first one, I pitched myself to my my agents at UTA to her agents at UTA Mm -hmm. saying, I want a shot to open for you and be a part of this tour and help them on like in any capacity you want, I can open and go in the green room and be fucking done. She was one that was like, I want you to come back out on stage. I want you to help with planning, all this amazing stuff. But like, I never expect, I just do the job. I expect what I am signed on to do and nothing more ever. And I took it seriously. You set your expectations low. But also, and she also delivers very high. But the thing is, is that, and you know, I I bet if she hears it, she's going to be like, like so mad that like, I even think this way. But like, I, when someone is paying me to do a job, I respect that very deeply. I have very good work ethic. And so, so when I'm on tour, yes, I am her best friend first and foremost. Yes, I officiated their wedding, but like I am the opener and I am Mike three. That's how I see it. And like, you know, if there's like a moment where we're all on stage together and like, I'm dying to say something, but like the two of them, like I'm also good at reading a room. Like sometimes enough has been said. And so like, well, gonna, that's you being good at radio. Yeah, but like, I'm going to speak up just because like, it's my turn. That's for fucking babies and pussies. Like, we're doing a fuck. This is showmanship, bitches. Read the room, get the laughs, get the jokes in. And so I take this job very seriously. And a part of our job is traveling a lot. So I am go with the flow Tay on tour for sure. It's like... And traveling is just innately difficult and stressful. Yes. And you are like the chillest version of yourself. Are you like mad that I don't bring this to our no, relationship? No, because you've actually recently when we went to Paris or Lisbon in Paris and then the last couple of trips we took, you were like super chill, which was very new. I know what it you is. You used to be so stressed out. I know what it is. What? Because I talked about this with Dossie. It's the Ozempic. Well, the Manjaro. No, before... Yes. Oh. Yes, queen. Listen, listen, Linda, oh. listen. I figured it out. And also, I LARPed as chill the last two tours with Stassi and Bo. But on the side, I was like clicking. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is food. I'm like a dog. Okay. I'm like any of your dogs that you have at home. And when they're around food, they do what? Get psycho, right? I am a human version of a psycho dog with food. So it's like, don't go near the dog when he's eating. Rip your fucking face off. (laughs) So and Nicole, my bestie from Sirius, she lived with me. So she experienced my psycho eating and you've experienced it with like, mm-hmm. your plate looks better. I want yours even though we have the same thing. My mom makes money fun of me for it. And what Ozempic has done, like, of course, binge eating is like an emotional thing. And like, like I just also fucking love food. But there's a huge psychological component to this that I never realized. Like, I think there is something wrong with my brain piece chemically where I, whether I'm dieting or whether I'm like binging, I am never not thinking of food until I want a Manjaro. And this is the first time in my life that food is just food. I don't live to eat. I eat to live. And it is like, I, the way it is such a goddamn relief, like just, it's not even about the weight loss. I mean, it is, don't get me wrong. I'm superficial AF, but like, it is about the fact that my brain doesn't, I don't wake up going, what's for breakfast? Am I being healthy today? Am I being naughty today? That's oh my, true. I'm going to go out to the grocery store. I would go out all to all these different grocery stores. So time Every day. Cooking. To the city to get fish. To the city? Yeah. Who was she? Who has time for that? Oh my God. It was exhausting. I mean, I wasn't going to complain. No, it but sucked. It, and you're also somebody then, who you you eat to live. You're I not, don't give a fuck about, about no. good food. But you would also, you would shop. It would take hours. And then you would come back and you cooking one meal takes three to four hours. That takes up half your day. And most of your 
brain capacity. And to be clear, whether I was eating egg whites and trying to figure out how to have a Weight Watchers meal on website, well, egg whites, or if I was like, it's meatloaf night. Chicken chili night. Yeah. Same level of obsession, healthy or eating badly. It did not matter. And so I was thinking about dinner at breakfast. So now that I, so when we were in Lisbon, Ozempic, I was just like, I need orange juice and a couple of snack bars and I'm good to go. (laughs) I will say, when we went to Vegas like two years ago, mm-hmm. every- you were no, you were so chill on that trip. But every day mm-hmm. we either ate at Carbone or Joe's or Milos or you know some great dinner restaurant. It and that was, was an like, addiction, and it was like everything was focused on like dinner. Everything revolved around food. Yeah. So Lisbon, Paris, also uh, on Ozemps. It just makes me go like, we'll eat at a good restaurant and I'll find something I like. It's not the end of the world. And so that's made me the chillest version of myself. And I said to Stassi, I never showed this side of you to, to this. I'm sorry. I never showed this side of me to you guys. I honestly only, the, although the people I let see this side of me didn't let your family see this crazy side of me. Like you guys are ordering wings and subs. And I'm like, oh, I'm being bad. Oh, it's so delicious. If they order it, I have to eat it all. The only people that know the way my crazy brain works is my immediate family and Nicole because yeah. she lived with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and was been new. I was honest, like, you have to be honest with your partners because you goddamn live with them. One time, the boy from before husband, I came home after like the longest day of work and I had Tasty Delight ready to go. I was so excited. And I came in and this fucking stoner motherfucker ate all my Tasty Delight. I nearly murdered him. What's Tasty Delight? It's like fake ice cream. I thought that you were going to yell at me. Is that like Cool Whip? No, Taylor, that's ridiculous. Go watch an episode of Sex in the City for crying out loud. I just had Cool Whip, cool Whip for the first time nasty yeah tastes like plastic it's 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 not amazing really weird it's not michelin star that's for sure so um no but i so i feel like so i said to stassi like i have never really like because her and Bo, they also like they they don't live to eat like they like a nice meal but like they'll get room service or when we stay with them like all that time during the pandemic and after it's like they're like breakfast is whatever lunch is like i was like wait after from Alfred's I need to get the whatever uh Jones on third the chicken Chinese salad it's like and it's expensive yeah. and time consuming yeah. so like they'd be like let's just fucking make a pizza like remember when Bo got the stone crab claws from Rusty Bellies yeah I was not well why because he was like everybody want one I was like what oh yeah I'm one. starving but I couldn't say anything so then I, <laughs> I mean like when we were on that trip I went to the grocery store remember we went to the grocery store with Bo yeah I was running around like a little fucking chubby kid gerbil, <laughs> fucking squirreling away snacks I could keep in our room downstairs. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I could like, that's crazy. That's right. So I was saying to Stassi, <laughs> I'm so much more chill. Maybe I was better at faking. Like I faked it well, but like on the inside, I was dying. Well, there are also leftover people. Yeah. Which I'm like a leftover person. Yeah. And my mom, I was just home and my mom's like, oh, I have Chinese from like five days ago. Oh, my God. My it's hell. Like, Oh my God, that's delicious. It's even, better five days later. Even your a mom. A hoagie from two days ago. No. Oh but, my God. But me now? Sure. I'm like, oh, I'll eat some of the, I'll eat three bites of turkey because I don't Yeah, you'll a grab fuck. the turkey out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, it was just, it was, it was now in hindsight, I realized how like um, interrupting and stressful it was to my life. Like even when we go stay with your mom, remember I'd like go in the car and like drive around to all these 
fucking like um you're like, I'm gonna go first, yeah. you get like shrimp cocktail and like, i gotta go to the, the grocery store get berries and your mom would be like you bring so much food and you don't even eat it and you waste it it's yeah. like and i was like don't talk to me about my eating habits you're like i'm gonna go out and grocery shop and get dinner she's like why don't you just have a drink and we'll like order something you're like no! i need to you like said you needed to get out of the house and it wasn't even that it was that you had such needed the control over the food yeah it's yeah. psycho yeah. and i will say there's good things about weight watchers but weight watchers definitely taught me to be mm. like very uh controlled i wonder how food. they're doing Weight Watchers? Yeah. I heard that they're onboarding Ozemps, and I'm like, fuck yeah, oh, Weight really? Watchers. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. have to lean in. Fuck yeah. Whatever. You know, my, you all know my feelings on Ozempic. And if you're listening to this, go listen to the episode with my, uh, Dr. Jamie. We, yeah. we answer all of your questions, and I get all, so many questions every single day on DM, and I cannot answer them all. Please listen to that episode. Not Dr. Jamie Notman. Jamie. Oh, they're both Jamie. They're both Jamie. Jamie. Jamie Gable. Jamie Gable. Jamie Gable. Yeah. So... That is yet another reason why I'm chill on tour. But also, aside from the but the food has made me like so free on tour. It's all unbelievable. the meds you're on are. I love are, a goddamn pill, you, bitch. You're you you're thriving on whatever. I am you're the poster on. child for modern medicine. What it's can I say? True. It's true. It's changed my life. Sunny girl, you wake up sunny girl every day. From my little Motrogen. Lotrogen's amazing. I love that shit. People DM me about that all the time. Just said it now. Spread the word. Um, to the you know the peptides and the AOD shots. I am just living my best goddamn. All life. right. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Caraway. Okay, here's the thing. I'm obsessed with my home. I'm obsessed with cooking in my kitchen in particular, and I'm obsessed with being chic AF, and that's why I love Caraway. Right now, you can get a head start on spring cleaning with Caraway. Their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. So Caraway has everything. They've got cookware. They've got newly launched food storage sets. They've got organization to boot. I mean, they just got, they run the gamut of your kitchen. And right now you can save 10% off the full suite of Caraway products. So I love Caraway first and foremost because of the look. I mean, call me superficial, but I need a gorgeous kitchen. And Caraway's cooking sets are just stunning. They have this cookware 12-piece set that's just chef's kiss. Um, They have a bunch of gorgeous classic colors. They've got like a cream, a navy blue, even like the marigold, just like a little pop of color to brighten up your kitchen. But the way I am obsessed with their iconic black color, their set, it's great for every day because I like I like to use my cookingware as kind of like a decorative. I like to keep stuff out because A, it's convenient, but B, it just looks good. So like I said, comes in a variety of chic. And when I say chic, I mean chic shades. But all the sets include complimentary, easy access stored solutions. So like, before, my kitchen was just a total chaotic disaster. Like, I couldn't find the lids and everything was just like exploding out of my drawers. But now with Caraway, it's like it's all so organized and nothing makes me hotter than organization, honey. But Caraway's products are also made without any toxic materials like PFASs, PTFE, PFDA, or other really hard to pronounce chemicals. But yeah. Caraway's got high quality ceramic coated kitchenware and it's free of these toxic materials, which is so important. And it's so functional. Their ceramics naturally sleek surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. I am an egg connoisseur. 
But, you know, your girl's not looking to add extra butter or oil. So the fact that you can just, like, use a little whisper and then pop those little eggies off. Oh, my God. It gives me joy. And it's not just me. Over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway Kitchen. I am one of them. And now it's time for you to try it yourself. Visit CarawayHome.com slash Taylor to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my listeners. So visit CarawayHome.com slash Taylor or use code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at checkout. Again, that's C-A-R-A-W-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R or use that code Taylor at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware, Made modern. And now back to the podcast. So, okay, but back to her. So I am, so I am as chill as I think I am on tour. Yes, okay. you are. Amazing for me. What a dream I am. Honestly, what a dream. But, um, but having you there threw me a little bit. So like from the all, very, like the whole time. So wait to wait. So I don't want to go into this too much. I'm going to jump off our Okay, roof. Stop it. I don't want to go into this too much, but like, so when I was on tour in like Austin and Dallas, mm-hmm. you were going through some shit. Yeah. yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yep. And shit that was like enough that like you had to call me and we were talking about it. And like you were so upset that I then became upset. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was distracting me. Right. And being first of all, being away from you makes my heart feel like it hurts my heart. So that so being away from you on tour is always a struggle. Being away from you and knowing that you're not in a good place is like I, I, I catatonic. Like I had to be like before those shows be like. Get your fucking head in the game. I know. You, and, I know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It wasn't the kind of thing that I couldn't tell no. you. Like, and, and also, it's you needed my help. And then also, like, you're my partner. You've always been here for me. So it's like the least I could do. I mean, I just like, it honestly made me like really value how like even keeled you usually are. Because you like went into like a cuckoo bird spiral. I and I was literally. like, and I got scared. I was like, oh my God, if she like has like hormone swings when she's pregnant, like I can't <laughs> deal with this. There's a little glimpse into your future. Like, I'm the only one that gets to be emotionally unhinged, you uh, know? Yeah. That's like the contact we signed, no. lady. No, when the hormones, when it really like hits, it's scary. Woof. I mean, yeah. I am consistently bad, but you are just so good. I don't know if it's the contrast of good to bad, but like your lows are terrifying. Yeah. yeah depression. Am I right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, um, and then I had to do this Dear Media thing the weekend after. So we were apart for a long stretch of time and I was just like, not great. Jackie Shimmel helped me through a lot of that stuff. So I was so excited for you to come on tour because I knew that you were like not in a good spot. And like, I want, I was like, I need her with me so I can like prevent her from doing crazy things. Mm -hmm. And also just keep an eye on you and like having you like not in a good place, but like in my line of sight was Mm -hmm. like, made me feel like better than being apart for sure. Yeah, I get that. And you also were like working a lot. So like you were kind of busy and distracted too. Like you had your own thing. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is I have like a very rigid um, like tour routine. I didn't even realize it was a thing until sure. you were with me. And like you have to be kind of selfish on tour. And because I am easy breezy employee number one, that's like my role and what I like that I put on myself. But like that's what I aspire to be. Um, I don't have bandwidth for anything else. Did you like put on a good face and you were annoyed the whole time? No, honey. I mean, honey, you're my heart. I okay. love you. Just like sometimes. No, but tell me exactly when. I'm gonna tell you exactly when. I'm spiraling. Stop it. Okay, so where do we go first? We went to DC. DC. We went to DC first. So we were all DC together, which was fantastic. We took the train down together. It was fantastic. Um, did the show. I will say this. I 
love having you around, but having anybody I know and care about their opinion in that audience is going to immediately make me more nervous than not. Okay. So just having you there made me nervous. And I actually, I felt like my sets were the weakest DC, my, like my personal sets were the weakest DC and, uh, Philly, both shows that you were at. As opposed to New York and Boston. Well, by New York and Boston, I was used to being in the audience. So I like got over it and I'd probably agree. I was able to channel you being there is helpful versus it like making me like nervous. Plus also Miss Phyllis was in DC. So I wanted to impress her. Who made you more nervous? Me or Miss Phyllis? Oh, probably Miss Phyllis. And I adore her. And she's amazing. When I say I agree with you, I mean like you were an A in DC and Philly and like an A plus in in Boston and in New York. I appreciate that. You were amazing. But it's there's like it's the slightest. It's it's not even something you can like quantify. Right. Or like you can verbalize, I should say. Like it's just this it's like a little bit of these little couple things you say here and there that make the difference. Right. Of like it punches it to the next level. Right. So, and I was like laser focused in New York. I was nervous as fuck, but laser focused. And then Boston, I was nervous because I'm going to tell a straffing joker for my mom. You crush it. But also laser focused. Yeah. Boston might have been my best on that leg. Yeah. So, did you um, clean it up moving forward? You like clean up a few things? Yeah, I did. Like, that's a funny thing too. It's like you change your set and then you're like, you, like I was annoyed. Like, I was like, I'm changing my set for my mom and dad. And then I'm like, wait. It's better than it the was before. Got, yeah, we're yeah, bigger, yeah. Yeah, I told a joke about like, I lied on Jesus' birthday. That's gone. I completely cut that out. And now it's more about like every um, lesbian has a strap-on story. Just some of us don't want to relive the trauma. That's mm-hmm. like what I go to. And it actually works way it just makes more sense. better. Yeah, it makes more sense. So anyway. Um, okay, so we were in D.C. So we're in D.C. And then we had a day off in D.C., which was great because oh, we were, we so were off. That I, I loved having you on the day off because the day off is a goddamn day off. You know what I mean? Do you want to talk about our day off at all or no? Just like, we can talk did about you it. enjoy your day off that I tour guided? Um, oh, you did a great job tour guiding. You did, did a great job. Yep. I was a little nervous about it, but it all worked out. As you should be. The, being a tour guide is a big responsibility with mm. this crew. <laughs> they don't fuck around. Well, I, I hit, the, I hit the, uh, the easy spots. Yeah, you kissed Stassi's butt by taking us to a goddamn museum. I mean, you, it's a perfect day. You say you're going to walk. You say you're going to go see monuments. You Boo. go to a museum and Boo. then you go to a waterfront and you drink the whole time. Like everyone's happy. The only reason I survived that day was because I was drunk. It was so fun. I know. We're going to look back and be like, that was like one of the funnest days. I know, right? It really was so fun. Oh, you know what? There is a DC story that I want to tell that <gasps> I told on the Taylor Strucker show, but I, and I almost posted Instagram, but I decided not to, but I think now's the time to tell it here. Okay. okay. Cause you were literally there witnessing it. Um, but so in DC, Taylor Strecker show people know this, but now you guys are going to find out too. I ran into a tomato patch oh person. My God. Let me say that again. Clean. I ran in to a tomato patch person. If you know, you know, I'm not going to explain further that you guys should know what I'm talking about at this point, but like, okay, fine. It was somebody from husband's world. I, that's my tomato patch. Um, and <laughs> I get very triggered. So we're at this restaurant called Le Diplomat. We've been out all day all day all day we like i am change drunk. and get to this restaurant like yeah late diplomat so nice now listen tour taylor is the best version of taylor you're ever gonna get she's tan she's got lash extensions she's got a haircut and she's like she has like day old like fucking hair freshly waves. blown out waves yeah and she's got fits baby and she's on zemp so she's like looking the best she's looked in a long time v confident v confident so we go to Le Diplomat. We are sitting at a very uh, central central table. Uh, we should have said something. It was too much. 
Yeah, but there was like this weird green room and we were like, we don't want to sit in the green room. So we were just happy to be like not in the green room. Whatevs. Yeah. So sitting there and like a lot of eyes. My favorite thing about Stassi is she's completely oblivious to the fact that she's surrounded by people that are staring, staring. at her, listening to what she's saying and wanting to take pictures with her. Like she, she'll only know that you're there if you literally walk up and say like, can I take a picture? And she's very sweet and of course will. But like, you and I are like, like, and I feel like low too. Even Bo, I feel like we all like, we know when there's like fans about, which it's not a bad thing. It's just we're aware. We're more aware of it. I've never seen anything like it. And I've, I think I've said this before, but yeah. it's like, we say that and it's not a joke. She genuinely has no idea. I can't, I don't think people understand how often people, she gets stopped. I mean, we, it's every, every couple blocks. It I happens mean, five times at the airport and that's only the people that come up to her there were like high school kids on a tour who like screamed to her down the street i mean everywhere at the museum everywhere well, you know what's happening because of this scandal on oh, the vpr it's like even all, yeah now like the younger generation is like getting oh. in because it's like such a big thing and it's all over tiktok yes. which is where they live so like she's now having a resurgence um with like like with young people Got who maybe it. never got to watch the show. Got it. And you know, we in the industry love a Gen Zer. <laughs> love that was live for very it. Claudette of you. Um, so it's the truth though. I mean, they're the I believe the children are our future. You know what I mean? Teach them well and let, let them, them lead, fucking lead follow the me way. on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> um Wait, I lost my train of thought. So we were at Lay Diplomat. Right. So we're at Lay Diplomat. And so there was like lots of people like coming up and stuff and I walked to the bathroom and I was on my way back and I sat down and I felt a tap on my shoulder. I immediately assumed it was either one of my hey girl hey's because your girl gets spotted too from time to time. Okay. <laughs> Even though Dumois, and I love you Dumois, but Dumois posted, um, there was like an anon uh, like sighting at Le Diplomat when they were there and they were like, Stassi and Bo were there with three ladies. Three ladies! Two lady and a star! <laughs> <laughs> Two peasants and a shining star. I have a name. This happened when we were in LA and um her and I went happens. out to brunch and it was I like know. Saucy Schroeder spotted out like pregnant with lady. Oh lady. <laughs> Just don't call her ma'am. <laughs> no, don't call me ma'am. It's insulting. Anywhere like above the Mason Dixon line, okay? Ma'am equals y'all old. So I know you think it's respectful and shit. Yes, ma'am. Y'all, but it ain't, Yo. okay? Miss or die. Miss or get out of, the, out of my fucking face. So You get a tap on the shoulder. Tap on the shoulder. And I just assumed it was, honestly, I thought it was somebody being like, um, can I take a picture with you guys? Like, again, totally cool. But like, I, I, that, that's what I was expecting. And I turned around and I immediately recognized the face. And then immediately said, that is a husband person. This is a tomato patch person. Very close. Like, there's a big tomato. And it wasn't one of her direct people. But it was like one of her sister tomatoes. <laughs> No, it wasn't a sister tomato. It was no, like no, no. A, it was a fr- okay. So it was a sister. It was a friend, a friend of, of a sister. sister. <laughs> yes, okay, but not the sister that triggers, no. but a sister. Um, and so I'm just I'm automatically triggered. And this girl, and I will say this, she is so nice. In the past, she was so nice. We did like a Hamptons house together in the summer. Mm-hmm. In the past, she was nice. Um, in this moment, she was nice, and I actually feel like she will be one of the few people that wouldn't rip me to shreds and talk shit. And I, so you I, rec- yeah, you I go rec- like this <gasps> and I, you just pause and I go, she has no idea who the fuck this is. So I knew exactly who she was and I knew who, she, I, I knew her face. I knew I knew her. I knew who she was associated with, 
but I couldn't remember her name to save my goddamn life. I was, you know, when you're like 90% sure you know who it is, their name, but like not sure enough that you're going to say it. And she was with her husband and I like recognized, I was like, I know you. I know exactly, I know where I, I spend time with you, but I can't figure out your name. Have you remembered it? Nope, still not to this day. <laughs> I think I know it, but like, I'm not going to say it right now. No. Um, but she was like, oh my God, you look great. And I knew she fucking meant it. And the last time I ran in into a tomato patch, it was a tomato that was married to another tomato, if you know what I'm saying. And I did not thrive in that moment. I was with one of my really good girlfriends who was recently going through divorce. So we were talking shit. She was talking shit about her recent ex-husband. I was sharing my stories about husband. And we were there for hours. We were fucking wasted. And I really don't know how long this tomato was sitting next, literally next to us, uh-huh. next to me in the chair. Um, and all the things that he must've heard me say, but I like nearly died when he said hi and we like hugged. And I actually, when I was in the wasn't world, I really liked him and I knew he liked me, but like, you know, eventually they all go to the dark side. And, um, but this is one of my favorite stories is I was like talking to him when we were shooting the shit. We were taking pot shots at each other, though. He fucking started it. But he was like saying things like, you look great, but like not meaning it. And he was just like, he like asked me about getting fired from Sirius. Like he was, he was, he chose violence that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like taking some mild pot shots back. But then at the end, I said, listen, please tell husband. I always thought he was a great guy. And I say, hi. He said, fine. I said, tell your wife that even though she probably hates me. I always liked her. And I feel like if circumstances were different, we would have gotten along great. And he was like, okay. And then I was like, but you can tell the rest of the family to go fuck themselves. And so as I was talking to Nameless, who I couldn't remember, all I could think was the last time I was in this position, I said, go fuck yourself. Don't say it. Don't (laughs) Don't say say it. it. Don't Don't say say it. it. So I could tell that she wanted to meet Stassi. Like she was very like, we're big fans. But because I couldn't remember her name, I was like, I cannot do Um, an intro. And then... And then and if, if this ah! person if this person is listening, I apologize because I seem like such a bitch and it isn't my fault. There's two things that happened. Uh, you t- you were talking to her and I'm not going to say any details of what you're talking about. But instead of, instead of tur- instead of turning around and saying, hi, this is my wife, Taylor. And I could have said, hi, I'm Taylor. What's your name? You open up the circle. I'm sitting like not really facing. So I turn around and you go, te- you go, Tay, what year did you graduate? And I'm like, uh, 2010 because this person also went to gw oh, and i'm just gonna say, gonna say i don't that. give okay. a shit and so i go oh 2010 uh, 2010 and then you go these are my friends and i go <laughs> okay and i and i go like this i put my hand on the table to push myself to stand up but because we had walked 15,000 steps that day literally my legs gave out and like i couldn't stand up and so i like try to stand up and i go oh my god i'm so sorry my legs like literally won't stand so it looked like i knew who they were and like i wouldn't stand up to say hi yep and so if you're listening i really am sorry because my legs were broken if you're listening you're so nice you really are and i actually you're like the greatest person i could have seen that's associated with the tomato patch because like i genuinely think that like you wouldn't talk mad shit about me but if you did it's okay because i really didn't give you any reasons not to but at least it didn't say, tell them to go fuck themselves. Gold star for me. That's a win. Yeah. So that was that. And then I'm trying to think. So then we went to Philly. No. Oh, yeah. Then we went to Philly. Philly, you were like dealing with some of the stressful situations yet again. Yeah. And so I was just distracted by that. Like I remember Stassi. Yeah. Well, Stassi was like, can you come to my room and help me pick out an outfit? And I was like, absolutely. And then, but you were like on a call I wanted to eavesdrop on. And so I was like, give me like 10 minutes. And she figured it out. So it was fine. But like. I was just aware that like when you're there, I'm not like I am just distra- I'm yeah. distracted by you. It's not that it's not that you're annoying. I'm just distracted by you. Is it a is it a bad thing? 
No, because Stassi fucking doesn't care. But like, you know, like, but like I as like, I'm employee number one. I was like, I didn't go over to a room. Like I was just like yeah. mad at myself. She literally didn't say a thing. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and then we went to new also well, we got home. So up to that point, like that was the only thing that I know I noticed. Okay. Okay. Um, but then also like I have like a certain way that like I arrange all my shit and like keep track of like unpacking, repacking. It's you very like OCD. don't unpack and I like sort of unpacked and, and it so was I like, was like, oh I what stuff's mine, what stuff's ours? And like, when Sassy and Bo say bit. like 7 30 they mean 7 20 that's the other thing you so, were like you have to be right out the door at 7 18 so i am quote unquote late every single day even though i'm literally on time or even early because dossie and Bo are always five to ten minutes early and low is always like the earliest so like when we leave like i'm like low is like just start saying just if i say 7 30 just say 7 20 and i'm like fine because i'll like roll out there at like 7 25 and i'm still the last person and they're just staring at you <laughs> i saw it well it's also five in the morning and know everyone's tired so they that's don't, true that's so true. they don't care but i just don't like feeling like people are waiting for me like lowe's like when i say the uber leaves at 7 30 i don't mean meet me in the lobby at 7 30 i mean i want the fucking luggage in the uber at 7 30 oh, i have a question what so usually when it's the four of you with all your luggage you can all fit in one uber yes and so when it was the five of us with our luggage we always took a separate uber yeah that's not the way it usually did goes. it no i know but did that throw anything off like vibe wise um, no, it's just like annoying to have to like get an Uber to like pay for another one and to get one. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't like throw off like it's good to like kind of go through a city together and no. chat. We're we're like exhausted zombies. OK, so um, then New York. So in New York, we were staying at home. Mm -hmm. But after the show, we like had like oh, Claudia there, Brian there. Like we were going to like all go out Um, and, and like you had your sister there with like a bunch of her friends. Yeah. Your other sister was there. And so we had like quite the posse. And so we were going to all go out. Um, but like people start starting tired and like, the, like the going out kind of faded and went away. Um, but we, so this is something that you do that, you know, you do. Mm -hmm. And I'm in, I, I always bring it up, but like, like when I'm on tour, I, I like Stassi and Bo are my priority. Number one. Right. And when, and, and, and like, so that's how I like, that's how I roll. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're on board with that when you are on tour until your people come and then you are hyper laser focused. They become your like. So if I'm going to say like, Stassi that's Bo true. Stassi Bo are my priorities because they're my employees, which again, I don't mean to make it sound like so businessy because you guys know how much I love them. But like, that's how I compartmentalize in my mind. The way that I do that, though, it makes sense. They're literally paying for everything mm -hmm. you treat your friends and family like they are paying you. I love them, but they are not. And so I was annoyed because we get in the Uber to like go out. Now we live in Jersey city mm -hmm. and the Holland tunnel is right by us. It's downtown, but it is shut down. We have like, as far as we know, all nights at 11. Yeah. So with the show wraps, we're going to go get drinks. We're going to be home late. So I'm like, we're midtown. Let's stay by the Lincoln tunnel because that's the only tunnel that's open. And Bo's also coming out with us and he's staying close by to to the venue so yeah. like let's just stay close and you're like we're just gonna go like 20 blocks south and i'm like no why and you're like i don't know this place look cool i'm like this is so dumb mm -hmm. so we literally got in an uber <laughs> black it's just expensive to literally go, go in a circle go in a square because it's it's a great city 40 dollars yeah you you fucking did yeah you did and we got out right where we started but i also you know like I, I like I have an expense account 
So like, I also want to be clear that everybody knows I'm not taking advantage of it by you doing something stupid. Mm-mm. And then we ended up like STK, which is just like kind of fucking random and expensive, like so dumb. And I was just like so tired. And you guys were so drunk. Who, me? And in such like party mode. And I was just like so fucking tired. We had one more show to go. We had an early flight the next day to Boston. And I was just like over it. And so I'm like, I want to go home. And we're like going to leave. And you're like, everybody come in my Uber. Because they're all in Montclair, New Jersey. You're like, everybody come in my Uber. We'll get dropped up first and you guys can keep going. And I'm like, why? Uh, I want to go home. And like one of Ash's friends was like, no, I just got an Uber. It's fine. She like got it. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Her husband works yeah, for yeah. SNL. I'm, and he probably deals with very drunk people very late at night. And all he wants to do is go home and go to bed because it's his work. Whereas it's, it's like the most fun night out. We did it to him when we went to SNL. We kept him out till like three in the morning. Yeah. Um. So like... But like, at SDK. Yeah, but at SDK. <laughs> but like, when it's your job, you're like, yeah, it's fun, but like, this is my job. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like just a one night out kind of a thing. And I get why it's special for people that it's not their job. I get it, but whatever. And so we on the way home, and I was talking to one of the friends who I adore, but she was very drunk, and she just kept being like, so what's your five-year plan? So what's... <laughs> So what's the end goal? So like, cause she was very impressed with my set. Like she yeah. was coming from a very sweet place of like, you're a star. You need to go do a comedy tour. Like what's wrong <laughs> with you? Like you need to like be on a stage for an hour doing stand up. And I was like, I get it, but I'm tired. And I don't want to talk about my five year plan. Uh, so I was ready to kill you that night. Uh-huh. And um, then I woke up to the best news ever at 630 in the morning. Our flight was canceled. Oh, beautiful so then we um but we pivoted pivoted to the thank god for amtrak uh and so we took amtrak to boston and then we got to the ritz okay Mm -hmm. and now you're on you understand at this point how tiring it is this is five days out we've all been out together yeah um we've done this three shows we're going on our fourth can you explain the level of exhaustion it is I, i i swear to god i don't know how you're doing it like i and I was like working, I really was working on the road, but it's like the travel alone. And it's like, obviously, Sassy's not drinking. You guys don't drink that much. Like Bo and I kind of went out in D.C., but like, it's not, it's not about it's being not a party. It's not a party, but it is fucking exhausting. Like, I came back a shell of a human being. I didn't know how I was going to like get to Boston and have a good night and get through Mother's Day brunch. Right. Like, I did not, I didn't know, fathom, I couldn't fathom it. So can you believe this month of May, we have done that three times? No, like four or five times in a row with no. with one to two uh, day breaks at home with which we have to unpack, do laundry, repack, get spray tan again, get like and perform and deal with all of that mentally oh, oh, and also come home and work. Right. And so to go home with their parents and they have to work. It's just yeah. it's insane. So this was like the roughest day for sure. Boston. We were all shells. We had the best show ever. We I, I can't believe it. We were zombies. Um, and I guess the moral story is don't give a fuck and you will fucking thrive. You guys were really quiet before. And like, you're, and you're, well, is it scary to be around us when we're no, that quiet? No, I mean, I've been around you guys like intense before shows before. Or even if we're just like all tired and everyone's quiet. It's not that it's not scary. But but but, we, but that's when before the show I was like you know asking you some question I was like no you weren't no no. this is what happened oh before the show right before the show I was like going out to make another drink and like you guys weren't drinking I don't drink before the show and and you were like honey I like I know you're telling you like honey I'm saying my show in my head like doing your makeup in the mirror like and I was like okay I'm gonna go meet your family sorry if I was a bitch are you kidding me okay I was like I've been 
I got to go. Like, give you your space. But so we got to the Ritz and we're so tired. And like, it's like we're ordering room service and everyone's going to go take a nap. So here's the thing is, here's my usual ritual with my nap. I get into the room. I open up all my shit. I make sure my bag's packed for the show. And then I like pull like whatever because I, I don't wear my tour outfit there because I only have one. So it's like they're like Italian dressing pants by the end of the leg. They're like smelly and gross. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I have to like like pick out what I'm going to wear that night and like maybe in the morning. Like I, I want to always at all times be ready to close my suitcase and motherfucking go. I am like, I never fully unpacked. I'm always like in an organized state. Yeah. It's exhausting and it's OCD, but like it's my system. And then what I do is I take my best friend, also known as my iPad, mm-hmm. and when I'm when I'm like doing my unpacking and stuff, I'm watching right now. I'm watching Summer House all mm-hmm. the seasons, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, it's very um, it, it's phenomenal companionship. <laughs> I hang out with my girl Hannah, Paige, Sierra. I I foam with the mouth over Kyle. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. And then I lay in bed, and I like shower to or do whatever, and I lay in bed and I give myself like an hour, and I don't necessarily take a nap. And I keep all the like curtains pretty much open so I don't fall into a deep sleep. But I put my iPad where you usually are. Okay. My best friend becomes you. Uh-huh. And I put it right on top of the bed. And, and I and I doze off. And, and then like I take little like naplets, if you will. I never fully fall asleep, but like I take little naplets. And I when at home when I fall asleep and I watch my iPad, I wear my headphones, but they suck. So on tour, I miss you, but I love not wearing my headphones to fall asleep for naps and for sleep at night. I get to just listen to my iPad. So, next normally. time I'll just sleep in the hallway. It's fine. So... You, when you nap, you are like the nap ba- dictator. A baby. Dictator of the nap I need time. Darkness and silence. Darkness, silence. And so, like, I couldn't do my routine and it was throwing me so fucking hard. And then I got room service and, like, I ate it right away. And, like, I ate it out where they, like, pulled it in because we had, like, this gorgeous suite. And then when you woke, and, like, I also set 15,000 alarms. <laughs> And like, I know what you're going to say. And then you like finally, but like every time my alarm goes off, you're like, oh, like you do this. Like you're very mean when you sleep and nap. You're very judgy. And like you do this at night too. Like when we sleep in the same bed together, we're like, you're like your greatness. I can hear through your headphones. You're like, you, mm-hmm. you mean mug me at like 3 a.m. It's fucked up. And I know you don't know that you're doing it, but you are. And it's hurtful to my soul. It's because I'm squinting because I'm just waking up. Well, you look nasty as fuck. Okay, well, and um, and I'll work on that too. <laughs> and I, I won't. And so then, and and then the the final straw for me was because this room is like so fucking gorgeous and pristine. Uh huh. And they like had like our wedding picture up for us and like champagne out. And um, we and I also knew I had to take pictures for social. Mm-hmm. And you go to get the food. You got chicken wings, mm-hmm. and like with buffalo wings with uh-huh. sauce. And you brought it into the bed and you fucking ate it in the bed. Yeah, I put a towel down. You know what? Whatever you need for Torte, whatever you need to have your best show. Really, really. You don't you never eat your food in bed when you're in a hotel? Well, you said I do, I put a towel down. I put a towel down after you asked me to. Oh my God. So anyway, that was I That's okay. I thought it was gonna be so much worse. No. So and and that's literally it. That's it. It's just the things that stress me out are like you control nap time, which is not fair because I should control nap time on tour for my work. And then you also, you just being habitually late. Um, uh, I was not late once this whole time. No, but like you do know that whenever we get an Uber at home, you're like, you're literally ready like 10 minutes before me. And this, it never fails. The second I'm like the Uber's here, you're like, oh my God, I have to run upstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fine. And like, uh, I don't know, like weave a shawl out of yarn. <laughs> it's insane. It's uh, insane. It's I a know. mental illness. You're I mentally know. unwell. You know that? 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, those are my stressors. But I mean, all in all, at the end of the day, I did say this last tour because that was the one before. Yeah. I did say, you know, I really miss Tay so much this tour. And it's really nice having Stassi and Bo. There's a butt here. With Hartford because they, re- they like, Stassi will be like, I'm going to cry. It's like there's a hole missing in my heart. And I'm like, I know, I know it's different because it's a child, but I know how you feel because our first tour, Stassi and Bo had no child and they had each other. And the way I missed you, you know, was so overwhelming. Now you have your iPad. And now I have my iPad. But I will say that like now they like get it with Hartford. So it's like we're all like kind of like just like melancholy and a little bit like lonely and sad missing the thing that we love the most. But this last leg, I said to Lo, I was like, you know how much I love Tay. And I've really missed her every inch of this tour. And having her last time was great. I loved having her. But like, I'm okay. Just me and my iPad this leg. And we're getting divorced. If I said that to you, <laughs> if I said this to you, you would torture me. You should be happy that I'm not just crying myself to sleep oh, every single I night. I am. I am. Because I, because I'm you, just saying, you I'm just saying that torture is I'm just saying, when I miss you and you're with, oh, don't get Tay. Yeah, wait yeah, a second. Yeah, and when I go out, when I go out, or if I'm away or somewhere and I'm having fun, you're like, oh, you're having fun, you forget about me. Oh, uh, but you like your iPad more than me, bitch. <laughs> wow. I will say this too. When you're home alone, I worry about you. But this past time you were with your family, you were going to your niece's like really fucking cool christening that I'm actually genuinely sad I missed. It was at like had a gospel choir and like you were at a wedding. You were living your best life. So I knew that you were busy and distracted. And, yeah, and it was better that you weren't there. <laughs> Rita, no, Rita. Rita. How about yes, Rita? Rita. <laughs> Rita, no. I... Even when you're the dictator of the nap time, I'll take I I'll take that over being away from you, Risa. That's okay. Risa, no, I love you. I don't want you to go. Let's away. go enjoy the enjoy your last shows. I hope they go well. <laughs> I won't be there. Do you want to come? Yeah. Oh, then come. No, I'll stay with my friends though. <laughs> I'll get my own hotel room, so you have your space for your iPad on your on your bed, <laughs> and I can nap whenever I want. <laughs> Eat my chicken wings. I just love you. But you don't respect the process, which is ironic given that that is your team slogan. That was a really nice thing to say <laughs> after the mean things you just said to me. Actually, it's also triggering, which your family tortured me about. So that was not cool, Tay. That was not cool. Going down a deep, dark path right now. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for doing this podcast with me and like of having course. a nice little therapy sesh. Of course. Well, I am coming to a few more shows. <laughs> oh, oh, the show's here. Oh, but we're yes. Also- but we're also staying at home. Oh, that's right. All yeah. of them? Yeah. Red-, yeah. Red Bank. Huntington. Porchester. You got it, Queenie. And then, yeah. yeah. Where else are you going? San Diego. San Diego, Denver, Portland, San Francisco, or Oakland, I guess it is. Portland. And then we're ending in L.A. and you'll be at the L.A. show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I feel like when we're in a house, Stassi and Bo's, ours, like, of course I want to be with you. It's just the hotel room. I, you know, it's just the system. Just mm-hmm. me and my lover cheating on you. I know. Okay, guys, that's it for us, honey. I love you. I love it too. Follow Tay at Taylor Donahue on Instagram. Always follow me at Taylor Strecker. And that is it for us, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Until next one, bye, girl, bye.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.